It's all about kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Take the time out of your day to listen to new music and the new sound of radio. Tune in every day, all day, for the greatest hits, latest news, and community events that you can be a part of. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Hi everybody, it's Gene Simmons. You're listening to The Kiss Room on Montco Radio, but you knew that. Gene Simmons? Excuse me, are you Gene Simmons? Could you talk to me? I'm sorry. You're not Gene Simmons, are you? No, I'm the bodyguard. You wanted the best and you got it! The highest band in the land! Kiss Army, you wanted the best, you got the best. I'm Matt Porter. You know that it's hashtag Kiss Room Friday. Today we also dubbed it hashtag Hide Your Face Friday because we will be talking with Big John Hart. If you don't know who Big John Hart is, where have you been? You're going to find out later today. We're going to talk to Anthony DeLucia from Alive 75, see what they've got going on. Bobby's heading out the door, but I got some special guests. And it's the start of spring break here in Monaco, so it's time to get away. Should I go? 
Yeah, that's right. It is Kiss Room Friday. You're here. It's the March edition of the Kiss Room. Uh, we have a lot going on, and we're going to be shot out of a cannon. And on the phone to start things off, I do have the demon himself, Gene Simmons of Alive 75, Anthony DeLucia Jr. Anthony, how are you? Matt, doing well. How are you? Fantastic. It's Kiss Room Friday. How could I not be doing great? And I'm talking to you, and i got all the coolest people in the studio. Why would I not be doing great? <laughs> No, it's great to hear. Plus, I have a stack of tickets right here on my desk that is for the Alive 75 show happening tomorrow night, which if you're in the sound of my voice, at the World Cafe Live, 3025 Walnut Street, Philadelphia, PA. Anthony, give us the scoop. What can we expect? We are looking forward to our first touch in the city of brotherly love. Uh, we played at the World Cafe Live sister uh, theater um the Queen in Wilmington, uh, and this time we're back to uh, World Cafe Live Philly. Um, it's going to be a good show. We've got a couple things lined up. We've got the Riffs opening for us doing a Motley Crew tribute. We've worked with them before. They're a great bunch of guys. They do a great job, and we are still refining and improving and looking for some fun and exciting and surprising things to inject into our show as we kind of continue that evolution through the destroy and rock and roll over era and it's uh, it's coming together well we're having a great time see now that's something obviously it's a live 75 but for those of us that saw you at the sherman theater and have been seeing the shows recently you have kind of changed the look and it's it's less of a 75 more of a 76 look can you talk about that yeah so we we moved into those costumes um uh, with the sherman show to be honest with you uh, all of us have a real affinity for that era in particular and those costumes in particular myself and Joe Gillies, our cat man, uh, absolutely love the Destroyer costumes among, uh, above, I should say, all others. So we feel great playing in them. We wanted to get to that place in terms of the look. Uh, I think that um, the ability to kind of move from one era to the next and kind of follow uh, that evolution, the, the fans have been digging. Um, we really like it. Uh, we've kind of started to sprinkle in songs along the way as well, right? So we started to sprinkle in some of the really early Destroyer tour songs, um, and then we started to put ourselves squarely into the later tour and now rock and roll over kind of tour-inspired set. Um, you know, we may or may not get to Love Gun at some point uh, later in the year or next year. We're, we're kind of keeping that open, but I think that it keeps it interesting for the fans uh, it keeps it interesting for us, and most importantly, you know, Live 75 was built on a very specific concept of trying to bring an, uh, 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 that album and that era completely to life. And so in doing what we're doing now, we're trying to continue to bring those elements to life for fans, especially those who were there back then, right? Like you and I, and remember going to one tour and then another tour, and remember getting the next album and the next album and kind of seeing that evolve over time. And so we get that feedback from folks, and it's, it's great to be able to do that for them. Well, you know, that was the one thing I was thinking. Obviously, you went from the Alive costume, which was a much more kind of a lightweight thing, into for you, especially in that design, you have the armor now. Talk about switching from the kind of smaller, lightweight costume into the armor. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about that, but before I had really any experience in the suit, right? Uh, I was anxious about it. I, I think I performed one time in it now uh, when we had that conversation. So um, I've had an opportunity to wear it a number of times. Uh, I'll be honest with you, it is bulkier. It's, it's noisier. Um, the boots are heavier. 
uh, it, it, it's not as, it's not restrictive, uh, but you know you got to be a little bit more careful about um, quick moves and sharp moves. Um, I don't really think much about it when I'm actually on stage and performing. I do think about it uh, as I'm dressing up and kind of getting myself ready. But once you know, once the music starts playing, it's it's you know all bets are off. We're doing what we do regardless. Uh, I was never a huge fan of the Alive suit um, in the beginning. Uh, once I started wearing it, though, I kind of felt real good in it, and it is real easy to perform in. Um, the Destroyer suit uh, takes a little bit more work, but we're, we're, we're working through it. In fact, um, I've customized the suit a couple of times. I've been working closely with Barry Carr of Nighttime Creations, who, who I think makes the best suit out there. The material he makes out uh, makes it out of is a thermoplastic, so a little bit of a heat gun application where you can kind of massage it into place and, and, and get it to kind of custom fit a little bit better. Um, and uh, it's, been, it's been improved since the last show, and you know, we'll put it through some paces at Philly, and then uh, you know, I think we'll be in a really good place going forward. Well, and also, I mean, last time I saw you was Th- Sherman Theater, and you had a change in the look, and you also had a change that, for me anyway, was you had a different star child. Can you talk about that? Well, so m- not a different star child then. Maybe the different star child from the last time you saw us at Monco. Yeah, right, right. from when yeah. I saw you, right. And yeah. that's really all that matters. So, it's- so Mark uh, Fox um, has been with us. It's going on uh, almost two years. So he's the guy, and it's been fantastic. For folks who haven't seen or heard Mark yet, uh, you have to. You have to. The man has a set of pipes like no other when it comes to doing Paul, uh, and he looks great. And and especially, you know, I tease him all the time now in this new suit. He's just, he's got so much bling going. He's sparkling up there. And I don't think there's anybody out there who can wear it the way he does. Uh, but he has been with us now for quite some time. Uh, you know, we started with a guy and, uh, who who was interested but really wasn't committed uh, like the rest of us were, we moved to another guy who we thought was committed, um, but was kind of into it for different things. And that kind of came to light along the way. And we very quickly then moved to Mark, who uh, answered an ad that we had out. Uh, I will be honest with you, finding a poll, I think, is the toughest thing out there. And for folks who, who perform in, in Kiss Tributes, they, they probably would all agree um, and we are so blessed and so lucky to have found Mark, and he's been doing a great job for us. He's uh, he's a solid part of the solid part of the team. Amen. I mean, it was a great show at the Sherman Theater when I saw you. But look, everybody within the sound of my voice, which if you're close to the Bluebell area where we're broadcasting from right now, has got to make it down to World Cafe Live tomorrow night. It's 3025 Walnut Street in Philly. You can go to alive75.com for all the details. But if you're listening to me, you know where to go. You're going to see us all down there. I got a stack of tickets sitting here just waiting. I know you have a stack of VIP passes. Talk about that. <laughs> yeah. We so um We've done this a couple of times, and we like to do it uh, in, in places where we know our way around. So we've got a, a couple of good relationships with a couple of venues where we know exactly what to expect, and, and it works well. Um, at the Starland Ballroom uh, last year, they had a great setup and the ability for us to, uh, to bring people backstage. There was a lot of space, a lot of room, a lot of time for us to be able to you know, make it a little bit extra special for people. So uh, we're doing that again 
for the free show. Now, we haven't been there yet, but uh, we've had some real good interactions with their uh, team uh, in preparation here. So I think this is going to be fantastic. We've also seen a lot of chatter. We've got a lot of both posts on the Facebook page as well as, well as back channel uh, IMs and emails about folks who are bringing little ones to the shows, which we think are great. Right? We, we, we are helping to usher in the next generation of KISS fans, uh, and it's magical for them, and we have a great time interacting with them. So uh, with all of that, we decided, you know, let's, let's do the VIP opportunity um, for, uh, for World Cafe Live. So we've got a couple of folks who work the show who will be kind of working the room, We'll be looking for folks. Um, I posted something earlier uh, in the week that if you're under four feet, you have a much better chance of being tagged (laughs) and asked about whether or not you'd like uh, to be a VIP for the day. And that'll get you a couple of goodies. It'll get you backstage to meet with the band before the show, take some pictures. We've got um, one of our favorite photographers with us, Brian Mattis. Uh, out there as well. So he'll be working backstage to take some shots of, of the people and the families who come to meet with us. And we try to make it a little bit, uh, a little bit more of a special occasion uh, for them. It's something that will be memorable for them, again, like us, when uh, we started to uh, get engaged with KISS for the, for the first time. Now, look, what do you guys have planned? We're start, it's still early in the year. I know you guys have a lot of things going on. Obviously, the most important show is going to be tomorrow night at the World Cafe Live because I will be there to witness it. <laughs> but what do, you, what do you have going on for the year? We've got a couple of things. So um, coming up in, uh, in May, we're going to be available for meet, greet, and a bit of a performance at the Rock and Roll Over Expo in Plainview, New York. Mm. Um, it's not exactly a KISS Expo, although I believe there are a number of KISS-related celebrity types there. I think Lydia Chris is going to be there and a couple of other folks. Uh, they've got a bunch of different musicians um, that are going to be on hand, and it's a bit of a merchandise opportunity and a meet-and-greet opportunity for a whole host of, of music-related uh, things. Um, Alive 75 will be there. The whole band will be there. We'll be able to talk with some folks. We'll be able to get up close and personal, take some pictures, do the meet-and-greet thing. And then I expect that we're going to be doing a bit of a abbreviated and, and kind of low-key performance to give some folks a sense of what we're all about. We really want to use the opportunity to make people understand what Alive 75 is really trying to do out there and, and get them to uh, to kind of get their questions answered and, and give us an opportunity to show them what we, what we have uh, to offer. Um, beyond May, June, July gets busy for us, and, and one of the things we're really excited about is coming back to Matawan, New Jersey, uh, for their 4th of July celebration. Uh, if folks have followed some of the stories we have online about that, last year we performed uh, there, but in a private party setting uh, for a friend of ours who actually has a house in a large front yard that faces the main boulevard where right across the street is the lake, and that's where they shoot their fireworks. So they've got a whole big, you know, few thousand people show up kind of event there, and alongside that is this private party where we're playing. Well, the township absolutely loved what we were doing. Um, obviously, it's in full view of the thousands that are there for the fireworks, and they had an absolutely fantastic time. And the township immediately reached back out to us and said, hey, could you guys do that again, and can we kind of loop you in to, uh, to be more a part of the broader event, which we were honored and, and flattered by. So coming up, we're going to be doing that. We've got a couple of other things with Matawan that we're talking about doing, and, and it's too soon to say, but for you and maybe just you and I, since it's just you and I, <laughs> this may turn out to be a bit of a Cadillac moment 
for Live 75. Wow. So uh, more more to come. More to come on that, but we're, we're we really can read be- about We that. can read between the lines on that. <laughs> so obviously we're talking to Anthony DeLucia from Alive 75 or the Gene Simmons Alive 75. And the one thing I do want to point out to every other band, Alive 75 has taken their marketing to the next level because one of their friends came into my office the one day with a bag full of Alive 75 cookies. So all you <laughs> bands out there, I want you to take note. The best way, because every kid that walked in my office in, within the next 10 minutes because they were all gone said, can I have a cookie? What's Alive 75? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. So that was, um, that was by chance. And happenstance, uh, my wife had a, an idea of, of put, putting those together as a surprise for us for the Sherman Show. We always try to do a bunch of special things at the end of the year for the Sherman Show. And my sister-in-law has a uh, small business called One Smart Cookie. You can find them on Facebook. And she does small batch custom-made cookies, any designs, any themes for any occasion that people are interested for. She'll work with you to kind of put those together. So we basically took the logo and put it on a cookie and it was delicious and we had them at the Sherman show and we've got more since then and we've kind of sprinkled them out here and there. Uh, yet didn't realize it would be such a great marketing tool, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's proven to be as, as you've seen. So, so we'll keep, we'll keep sprinkling them out there uh, from time to time. So not just a great Kiss tribute band, but also the supplier of some pretty delicious cookies. Anthony, I want to thank you for calling into the Kiss room. I want to, can't wait to see you guys tomorrow night. It's going to be a blast. Always a good time talking to you, Matt. Thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow night. That's Anthony DeLucia from Alive 75. You can all join us tomorrow night, March 10th, if you're listening right now. Alive 75 World Cafe Live in Philly. You're in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet.
talking with Big John Hart, well-known to all KISS fans as the man who was keeping KISS safe and hiding their identities in so many iconic photos. Big John is currently writing a book about his experiences as the protector of the rock gods. Big John Hart, welcome to the KISS Room. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Fantastic. And I mean, I know obviously a lot of uh, the podcasts, there's a lot of KISS podcasts that are talking to you, and there's a lot of different podcasts that you're talking with. But just for people that don't know, I guess I want to start off with something so simple. How did you get into being a bodyguard and all that kind of stuff? Well, uh, I was on a ticket line at an outdoor facility in 72, and uh, some kind of little skirmish broke out. I intervened, and the fellow who was running uh, the security for that facility came up to me and asked me if I wanted a job. And that started the ball rolling. And... um, as it turns out, that fellow also went on to work for KISS. And when he worked for KISS, he wound up hiring me for them as well. So you're in the right place at the right time. It seems to be. And at the time, I mean, obviously, we've all seen the photos. You're a big guy. You were a big guy back then. Were you into, like, football, things like that? Or, you know, what was the oh, background? Yeah, I was in high school, and, and I was on a track and field team. I was a shot putter. So I was you know, pretty beefy. And... Um, <laughs> But then I found, you know, rock and roll and sex and drugs and women. So that all went to side. You know, and that's one of the things I know a lot of the different podcasts that you've talked to and I've read a lot of the interviews is that there's a lot of the, uh, you know, the history of what you've done. But I, I think one of the questions that I really have for you is as you're writing a book, kind of go through the process of how you've gone back into your life and, and you know, gone through experiences in your mind. And how have you gone into kind of molding all these different ideas into your book? Well, thankfully, I have a ghostwriter <laughs> or I'd never be able to do it myself. And as far as bringing up the material, it's basically uh, you're walking down memory lane in a way. And, you know, certain things will stick out in your mind. Some things are very passe. Others are like, oh, yeah, I remember doing that. Or I remember when that happened. And, you know, you have to really, you know, maybe push yourself a little bit to recall it as best you can. And uh, that's what I've been doing. And the writer, uh, he's been uh, transcribing all my thoughts, as it were. And we tried to do it in sections so it, it uh, is cohesive to him so that we actually start writing and putting out in a format that it'll all make sense. It'll all be joined together. It's not going to be chronological per se, like, you know, day one, day two, but it pretty much follow an order. Well, you know, it's funny. I know your writer is Tony Mann, and what a great guy. And uh, he was he was sitting with me at the New York Kiss Expo going through some photos on his phone that I think he was using to help you jog your memory. And, and every photo that he would show time after time were these kind of jaw-dropping photos. And there you were with Kiss in Japan or backstage. And a lot of them were these kind of iconic Bob Gruen shots. And that's the kind of thing I think that people, when they see the book, obviously a lot of the people that are listening to my show, they're the hardcore Kiss fans. And they are going to be thrilled when they see those kind of shots and hear those stories. Well, um, thank you for that. 
And uh, wait till you see the stuff that you haven't seen yet that I have for the book. Because I've been working on that, too, trying to uh, uh, collect photos that I know have not been out there. You know, some of my mine personally, others uh, from various photographers who shot the band. And I wound up being in the shots, but they couldn't use them. So, you know, we've been looking for those as well. And by the way, Tony Mann says hi. I He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, you know, we've been looking at certain things. Tony is also a fan. So he's helped with, well, I was at this show. Do you remember anything there? And unfortunately, you know, from my side of the fence, shows were shows. Uh, I, you know, was an employee, not necessarily a fan. So I would look at things with a whole different perspective than you as a fan would. You're there. You paid to be there. It's a special day. Me, I'm getting paid to be there and make sure that their life goes on as they as they want it. You know, and that actually, what I did, I posted a, a question for my listeners that said, "What kind of questions did he did people have?" And one of the questions Laura Liu actually posed: um, Were there were you ever scared that someone could be hurt that you were watching or that when you were on the job? Well, it wasn't a paramount thought, but as things progressed into the late 70s there was you know we were playing the south uh there was a lot of, there was a big movement uh throughout parts of the south about knights and satan service mm -hmm. and at that time we had you know the the incidents overseas for our american citizens that had happened in iran still pretty fresh in everybody's head so you realize that people would do pretty much insane things in the name of religion mm -hmm. so i always thought about that as a possibility, it never came to fruition, thank God. But, uh, you know, I, I always thought that there's always maybe a chance of somebody uh, going off the deep end and, uh, you know, trying to take a, a shot at these guys while they're on stage, you know, thinking that the Lord said it's just okay to do that. <laughs> you know what, that was actually one of the questions somebody else had asked. What was the scariest moment that you had, you know, in, in this kind of work? The scariest moment that I've ever had with uh, Kiss was at uh, in Italy. We were playing a, a, a bicycle stadium, and it was a uh, in Italy at the time. This is early '80s. They they didn't have a right to public assembly. No, you know you couldn't stand on a soapbox and voice your political view. So they would use uh, public gatherings, you know, like a concert of any kind to try to get in there and mix it up uh, politically. Um, so we did have some problems at that particular show uh, where uh, things got out of order twice. The first time we stopped the show, we were just getting started, and then we had to stop it because things got really unruly, and I took the band off the stage. And then, you know, you're in a different country. You don't speak the language. So you're sort of in the dark about what's going on. Mm. But that was pretty tense. But then we did manage to finish the show, and luckily that was the last day, I think, of that particular leg of the tour, and we got out of Italy. And then Kurt Runyon asked the question, who was the easiest to guard and who was the toughest? Ooh, um, I would, the toughest was probably Ace. <laughs> Very flamboyant and loved to go out. Now, they all like to go out on a certain level, but Ace wanted to go out. So we would be, you know, all the clubs and gin mills and, whatever we could find. And um, 
he wasn't the uh, neatest fellow around when it came to carrying drinks. So we, we, we would, uh, I would buy a lot of dry cleaning along the way. <laughs> and that, you know, in, in those type of settings, that is a problem because you never know if, you know, somebody's uh, boyfriend's going to go, okay, well, yeah, we'll just take the money and get the shirt cleaned or the dress cleaned. You know, they might have wanted to take it a little further. That was a problem I would always think about. But, I mean, Ace was, he was a happy guy when he was out doing that stuff, but he was just sloppy. Gene also was hard, but for different reasons. Gene was, uh, you know, he, he, especially early on, 76, 77, he would go out, and, of course, in a club full of people and fairly, you know, it's basically dim lit, nobody knows who the hell anybody is or who's standing where. So he would try to get himself noticed so that, you know, he could talk to somebody. And that could be a problem as well. Could he be hitting on somebody's girlfriend? And, of course, they weren't too keen on that. So, you know, you always had to keep your eyes open about those things. All right. So who was the easiest? Um, you know, Early on, Paul, because he wasn't a drinker. He wasn't a drugger. Uh, he, he would go out occasionally. You know, he liked women, of course. But uh, he wasn't as gregarious as some of the others. So he made life simpler. And he liked to do normal things. He liked to go out and go to movies, go shopping, go buy some, you know, new new uh, recordings. So that made, uh, you know, it gave us a little bit of normalcy in my life. So one, one of the questions um, that Travis O'Connor said, was there ever a time that another celebrity or maybe like a politician, they wanted to meet Kiss and you were either told to block the person or that maybe your own feelings said to them to get lost, that you want, that you got a bad vibe from somebody? Does any, like, anything like that come to mind? Elvis Presley's daughter. Wow. I was told by the promoter, do not let her backstage. Now, he didn't go into detail. Uh, I said, okay, fine. And she was begging me for a pass. She seemed to be a nice girl. I mean, that's the only dealings I ever had with her. But I was instructed by the promoter that for some reason it's a problem. Don't do it. So I respected their wishes. And then, I mean, that's obviously anybody that knows your resume. Obviously, we're talking a lot about Kiss, but you work with Iron Maiden and Billy Idol and Prince and so many and one of our listeners, Josie Belly, out in Detroit Rock City, he asked the question, if you could go out there and be a bodyguard again, who would be your dream person to look after? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know whether I could find that today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't have an answer for that one. I'd have to give it some really, really good thought. I mean, popular music today, there's nobody that I really care about that, that intrigues me too much. And... Uh, the the, uh, the 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 job uh, to do what I did would have to be approached totally different because the times are different. So it would be in some capacity a lot more work, and in others not so much. And then I mean, Laura Lou asked another question: What was the most embarrassing moment that you had as a bodyguard? Well, I think is when I uh, went through the amp rack with uh, a person that jumped on stage. And I was in California at the, the uh, Fabulous Forum in L.A. And I grabbed a guy by his back, by his collar. And it was right by the fog machines, which were old style. And it were, you know, it was, the floor was wet. So my feet hit the wet floor and off we went. 
right through the uh, the the stacks on Ace and Paul's side of the stage. Luckily, it was the end of the the set, so some people thought it was part of the show. <laughs> it's all part of the show. The um, yeah. Now, one of the things, obviously, when you're doing a lot of these expos and you've been to a bunch of the conventions lately, a lot of people are asking you to put the, you know, your hand in front of their face and snap a photo, which looks fantastic, and I love seeing that. And obviously, so what is the, like, the one question that you get asked the most, other than can you do a photo hiding my face? The one that's been most often asked is what was it like being on the road with the band? And... Unfortunately, it was a job, so I have to answer it through that perspective. I mean, we grew to be friends. We're the same age, so we experienced a lot of things together early on because we were the same age. We shared a lot of similar interests because they were up and coming. They weren't multi-millionaires then, so you know we still could afford to go out and, and eat together and things like that. So... Uh, and I, the, the, the hardest thing for me, or the thing I had to keep uh, cognizant of, was the fact that they were also my boss. So as friendly as we could be in the morning, I still had a job to do for the rest of the day. You know, now one question. I mean, obviously you're writing a book. We are talking with Big John Hart. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio. When a lot of these books come out, they're looking for dirt. They want, like, you know, some kind of salacious story. Do you feel like that you have any stories that, or are you going to keep it more on, on just kind of like the experiences? Or, I mean, I guess in a way, the way that the media seems to follow things, they want you to tell dirt kind of on these people. How are you approaching that? I'm not. I'm not. T- I know. I, I, I have no intention of airing dirty laundry that's already been aired for the most part by everybody else. So there's really not much left to say about most things. We know that Ace and Peter uh, were the party boys. We know that Gene loved women, you know, and there's no, I mean, to me, to uh, put that in a book is like, you know, beating a dead horse. It doesn't make any sense. I would rather find some other areas that the fans don't know about that we did, you know, as, as a group or, individually while we're on the road that uh, not, is not salacious, but is worth knowing about. And obviously everybody knows your history with KISS. Obviously everybody listening to my show is familiar with, with so much of your work with KISS. Is it true that you also worked with Worldwide Wrestling or World Wrestling Federation for a while? No, never did that. Nothing? I did a couple of shows. A couple of for, shows. For, yeah, but that was uh, when I was running concert halls and, and arenas back in the early 70s. Before I went to work for KISS, I worked for uh, a place in New Jersey called the Capitol Theater in Passaic, Roosevelt Stadium, the Academy of Music in New York, the Beacon in New York. We did uh, the Great Lawn uh, in Central Park for WPLJ during the summer. So those are things, I mean, at that point, I really wanted to be uh, learning about the industry because I wanted to be in the industry and had no idea where I was going to fit. So I figured if I worked everywhere and tried everything, I'd find a, a way. I mean, I learned how to to, to operate uh, spotlights back then. They were uh, arc, you know, just almost the same kind of thing you would use to weld. Uh, they were called super troopers. And, uh, they had big arc sticks in them that you would light, and that's that was your your uh, source of light. And I was a stagehand in between shows or when I could just to learn everything. 
You know, thinking back on those times, who were some of your mentors? Who were the people that taught you the most along the way? Well, I have to give my hat, tip my hat rather to uh, Rick Stewart. He was, again, I think a year or so older than me, but he had been in the business longer. And he was a fellow who hired me on both occasions. And I learned a lot from him because he's seen it. You know, he had experienced what I was experiencing sooner and knew some of the pitfalls. Like in a short period of time, once I started working uh, at the Capitol Theater and so forth, I learned you can't judge a book by its cover. You have to you have to really sort of understand who you're dealing with all the time. And you realize that you don't know who you're dealing with all the time because mm. I got my ass in a sling for uh, being a little rough on some of the record executives hanging out along the side wall, which I asked to move because the fire marshal was threatening to close down the show. If they didn't move, he would close it. But they didn't want to hear about that. And I got a little rough with them about moving them. And I heard about that. So because I didn't care, I didn't know who they were. And and by looking at them, I wouldn't think that they were a record. As you're going back through your stories, do you think that there's anything that will really surprise readers? I don't think so. Aside from uh, some of the things we're going to talk about would uh, be like everyday things that we did that maybe people wouldn't expect them to do, like go to the movies. And and we went bowling a lot, you know, <laughs> and shot pool. Other, you know, we, if it was summertime, we'd try to find a place to go swimming, you know, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, because we, you need that to be uh, not necessarily normal, but to understand what you're doing. If you're going to write songs about things. You have to have some kind of touch with humanity. And if you're living in a bubble all the time, you lose that. You know, speaking of that, obviously you were hanging around with Kiss at their heyday and hearing a lot of Kiss music. Which song comes to your mind if somebody said, what's your favorite Kiss song? I think I mentioned it earlier. Strutter, Firehouse, the early stuff. I heard it so often, I think, because when I first started with them, we were doing at least six shows a week, if not seven. So, you know, it, it grew on me as far as I hear that in my sleep. <laughs> That's fantastic, and I, you know, I really feel glad that you're that you're getting out there and doing the expos and meeting all these fans. And I think everybody's going to be really looking forward to the book. I think if if you had to think of your one message for your book, what do you think it's going to be to the fans? Well, I think they're going to enjoy it, and if they go to Pledge Music, uh, they can find out more about it, and they'll find some interesting packages being offered to help support the book. So what we want to remind people, if they go to pledgemusic.com forward slash projects forward slash Big John Hart, and that's Hart with an E, uh, they can get in on how to become a, you know really a sponsor of your book. Everybody's familiar with how that works. And you're all over social media. There's bigjohnhart.com. There's facebook.com slash bigjohnhart. There's twitter.com slash bigjohnhart. And, of course, instagram.com slash bigjohnhart. So you're all over social media. And, obviously, I think people can get a lot of info but also get involved. And in, in the way that the crowdfunding, I know one of the things that you had talked about was that the idea that some publishers had approached you, but the crowdfunding allows you to tell the story the way you want. Well, yeah, and I think that's important. Uh, I've, I've come across when we started to put this project together, my business manager, Steve, was also a close friend of mine for many years. Um, you know, we approached people to find out what their experiences were. And you know, we didn't get a very good response from people who had used uh, the brick-and-mortar type publishing people. You know, you didn't have control. 
you didn't have access to product, you couldn't, uh, you know, in some instances, perhaps pick your writer or the person you wanted to help tell the story. They would just take, you know, your ideas or, and whatever you wanted to say, they'd take it, capsulize it, and put something out. And I didn't want it that way. I don't think uh, that the fans would like it, first of all, and, when, and, and if that's even if they got access to it. So we felt that self-publishing would be a much better avenue to pursue and to be able to put out some quality product. So with that in mind, everybody can go to pledgemusic.com forward slash projects forward slash Big John Hart. You all know him because you've seen his photo for decades hiding the face of Kiss. Big John, I really want to thank you for calling in today to the Kiss Room. We really appreciate it. I want to send a shout-out to Steve Altman, who helped uh, get this. He's the one that really set this up. I want to send a shout-out to Tony Mann, who's been giving me a lot of information. Is there any last words you want to send out to our Kiss Room audience listening all around the world? Well, I'd like to say thank you for all the ones that I have met thus far recently. And it's been a very humbling experience for me. That's fantastic. So we are talking with Big John Hart. Thanks so much for calling into the Kiss Room. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet.
I Kiss Army. How about that? Big John Hart. That was a lot of fun. You know, it's funny because you got this idea, like when you think to yourself, here it's 2018, and I get to be on the phone with somebody who we've seen in these photos for so many years, and I, like I said, a lot of these different KISS podcasts and, the, and everybody that's doing interviews, but I wanted to do mine. It's fun to have that part of history. Now, look, joining us in the studio, and, and thanks, Big John Hart, for calling in. That was awesome, and Steve Altman, who set that up, is working with him. Um, Tony Mann, you know, so great from up in New York City, set, helped me with some questions setting that up. Um, Fantastic. And look, joining me in the studio, I actually have some fellow broadcasters all the way from Pittsburgh. I'm going to bring up your mics. Ready? Eric and Judy Wisniewski. Right? Boom. Got it. That's it. (laughs) From the Electric Crush. Talk about your show, The Electric Crush. Okay. So The Electric Crush is a weekly punk and rock show on WMCK.FM. Tuesdays from 7 to 9. We play the best in punk and rock and roll. We do a lot of local coverage as well. We like to support our local musicians and bands. Um, we do some interviews with local bands and musicians. And um, I, let's see. So notably, last year I did a nice interview with Ryan Roxy, who plays guitar for Alice Cooper's band. I almost got an invitation to go golfing with Alice Cooper. <laughs> almost. It was close. I'm a really bad golfer, but I would have gone anyhow. And um, then I did... We did a nice interview at the end of the year with uh, Paul Rasmussen, who is not only a singer, but also an actor on the TV show Outlander. So that was very exciting. Yeah. That was awesome. Now, listen to that voice. Now, obviously, I have yeah, to ask cool. Judy to do the list of everybody <laughs> who shared the link for me. I got all the names written down. And I said, you know, here we go. And Chris Ann says, well, can you say all the names? And I said, can you say your last name? So it's... Uh Wisniewski. Well, it's really Wisniewski because it's Polish, but the Pittsburgh pronunciation is Wisniewski, but we we say Wisniewski. I'm sorry, I've been saying it wrong for at uh, least a we don't year. Care. That's totally fine. Nobody. <laughs> All right, calls, so here's everybody. Here's anymore. everybody who shared the link. Thanks, people. Okay, Joe Simbelli, Steve Jaworski, Steve, Candy Burton, and Christian. Great photo. Eric Alberti, Javier Boster, Mikel Burrell, Ewan Bellantine. Dave Cathy, Ricky Cook, Al Symbolic, you guys are killing me with your last names, Billy Davis from Unmasked, Bill Elam, Jason Gallagher, Gallinger, sorry, Christina Green, Chris Goff from Kiss World, Shane Herbert, Hebert? Hebert, sorry, Shane. He's going to like give me a little frowny face. Greg Johnson, Michael Capone, Kevin King, Kiss Army, Omaha, Joe Lascon, Tony Mann, Kat Mara, and her friend Kara for a great photo. Bob McMichael, Bob Brodsky, Robert Jackson, the God of Thunder. Nice. I like that he has a title. Michael Cavasini, Sean Cullen, Jerry Gelliff, Jerry Lee Watkin, Britton Mitchell from the Kiss Cosplay Group, Joe Pasalacqua. Is that right? John Phillips, Sonny Pooney, Kaylin Provo, Chris Simcoe, Mike Simcoe, Brian Specht, Brandis Willie, Christine Carlson Wolf, Steve Yakin, Diana Zagel. Oh, wait a minute. It's our names. Judy and Eric from Electric Crush. Woo! <laughs> Joe and Jody from Podcast Rock City. Peter Arquette from Kiss Asylum. Ken Mills, AJ Zonet, and Anthony Porter. Half of the twin. The half a twin. Now, look, at, and uh, Ken Mills just put Judy, you rock. So look at that. That's from the podfather himself. Oh, thank you. I butchered some names, so I apologize. So, now, obviously, we listen every week to the Electric Crush on WMCK. Talk about, like, you know, uh, where, where can people hear it? Okay, so you can listen on the internet if you'd like. You can just pull up WMCK.FM, or you can download the TuneIn Radio app to your mobile device and just look up WMCK. 
dot FM. Make sure the dot's in there and just look us up. Listen to us. If you miss our broadcast on Tuesday nights, we have a rebroadcast every Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then the following Monday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. And the one thing people are going to like, you play a lot of different music. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's what's mishmash. so exciting. Every week I, I hear songs that I've never heard, which is always fun. And uh, one thing, I want to start a new feature. I'm going to kind of send a shout out to some people that are listening. Um, while I've been packing some stuff up, I've been going through and finding a lot of cassettes. And one thing, you know, you figure everything's available on the Internet. But one of the things I tried to do, I pulled out some cassettes that I'm thinking to myself, I'll bet if you Google them, you probably can't find them. And this might become a Kiss Room feature because what I want you to do, everybody that's out there that had a band in 1988, 89, 91, 90, 92, no, like, you know what, you know what I'm talking about. Back when making a record or a tape was kind of like still tough to do but you were doing it and this and that. I want you to go back into your closet, find me your band cassette tapes when you were spray painting your name on the back of a jacket. Uh, that's what I want to hear. I got a couple good ones. I'm going to play one of them for you to just kind of give you an idea. It's, a, it's something you probably can't find on the internet unless you're Timmy Rex or Pete Madison. You probably don't even have this. This is a band called Backseat Romeo. I want to play this for you. Then we're going to come back and Judy's going to tell her kiss story. No. You're in the kiss room. I'm on radio. And look, I'm going to put it right in the cassette machine. Ready?
All right, now look, that was a band called Backseat Romeo. Now, a lot of you would know the band Tees if you live around here. You'd also know them when they were the band called Rough House, and they were signed. Now, that's Greg Malak. That was his band when he left Rough House. That was his band. Now, I have that on a cassette, and I'm like, you know, I was going through it. I'm like, first of all, I'll bet you now that song is stuck in your head. You're going to be thinking about it all weekend, and you probably can't hear it unless you have that demo tape stuff somewhere in a big box like I did. But I found it, and I thought that was cool, and I thought you would dig it. So now here's the idea is now that obviously that was from like 1991. So that's obviously like pre kind of MySpace and all that. Share it with everybody. You had to hand somebody a tape. And how cool is that? Now the next one, because what I want you to do, I want you all to go through your box. I don't even know who this is. It was a band called False Alarm. When I was out in California for the week, and it was the year that Batman movie was coming out, and there was, uh, you know, like a, the big bat stuff was everywhere, and we're walking around, and at the airport was this band loading in, and they're there for their big tryout, and they're, they're going to have their showcase, and this is a band called False Alarm. The only information on the, the tape is that it was from Atlanta, Georgia. I have no idea what ever happened to them, but maybe through the power of the internet, you know who they are. Maybe this was their big hit single. Who knows, but guess what? I want you to find these. It's you know, from the cassette box, right here in the Kiss Room, Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet.
All right, Kiss Army. Now, what I want you to do, if you were in a band in the late 80s, early 90s, and nobody ever heard your song, and you want it to be played worldwide, send me an MP3. I'm going to feature it here in the Kiss room, just like that. See, look, that wasn't Kiss, because you're looking for somebody, but it's not Kiss. We can do whatever we want. But, you know, Judy said she has a good story about just how she discovered Kiss. Well, first, I just wanted to say that finally, here we are in the flesh, Matt Porter. It's like surreal. It's like my dream come true. Be Matt Porter in my presence. So pretty excited. So, okay. So my kiss story, um, I was, I went to school with this guy for probably kindergarten all the way through high school. And we were in some kind of day camp when we were like, I don't know, like seven or 10. And he was really kiss happy. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And uh, the only band I really knew was the Beatles. So he um, came one day to camp and brought his album with him, Love Gun. And I was like, what is this album cover? I was like, am I going to get in trouble for looking at this? Is my mom watching? Yeah, that's really funny. But I told him about it, like, we're on Facebook together, now he lives in Texas, and he was like, I can't believe you remember that, you have an amazing memory. And I'm like, it just really stuck in, out in my mind that you had this really crazy album cover, and we were like 10. That's awesome. See, that's that what it's cool. all about. Now, look, we're in the Kiss room. Obviously, you just heard a couple non-Kiss songs. We talked to Anthony DeLucia from Alive 75. We talked to Big John Hart. That was quite a thrill for me. I got Chris Ann Colvin in the room. We got the Kiss Room house band, Steve Campagna, Jim Zagel, Fran Galanti. You just heard from Judy. Now, say it for me. Uh, it's Wisneski. Wisneski. And Eric Wisneski from the Electric Crush. We're having the most fun. It is Friday. It's actually the official kickoff of spring break here at Monco. So we're having the best time ever. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to reset. And I think we're going to hear from the Kiss Room house band. Yes? What do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Please. Right here in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio Music Minds Me. Where are we? smoke in the kiss room hi everybody it's gene simmons you're listening to the kiss room on montco radio but you knew that you wanted the best and you got it the hottest man in the land matt porter So this is a request set, mostly, and uh, actually, the first one is uh, requested by Judy here. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yes. All right. Christine 16. Oh, and it goes like this. Crazy, I want to give all 
Ken Mills vocal solo on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so the next one, uh, Kenny Edmondson, I think that's how you say it. He requested uh, Turn on the Night. And it goes like this one, two, three, four. <laughs> so hot tonight, but there's a fire in your eye. Everybody wants you double, but I want you more than any other guy. You got what I want, I got what you need, fire below. So if you know it, show it, don't let me go. Whoa, turn on the night. Stronger. Take me in your eyes, I'll take you into my heart Let's bring this love alive Come on baby, put your finger on the switch Let's make some sparks tonight Show me what you want, show me what you need Fire below Come on and take me, shake me Don't let me go Turn on the night I can't wait, can't wait any longer Turn on the night I want to feel this feeling get stronger Turn on the night I can't wait, can't wait any longer Turn on the night 
for figuring out what key it's supposed to be in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Very nice. I've been on that for a week. Yeah. Um, all right, this next one here is um, somebody was asking for something off of one of Peter Chris's solo albums, so I took it upon myself, or should I say, I took it upon by myself <laughs> to pick this one. And it goes like this. Starting over again by myself Looks like this time I'm on my own Starting over again By myself Time is on my side by myself Got no reason to hide This time I'm starting over again For once in my life I've got a chance I'll take it I've waited so long And baby this time I can make it By myself It's so clear to me By myself There's no stopping me I'll get by Starting over again in my life I've got a chance I'll take it I've waited so long and baby this time I can make it 
by myself Starting over again by myself Looks like this time I'm on my own Starting over again Starting over again Starting over again Starting over again Just stop it. Stop it. Stop. Stop. So I was, uh, yeah, it was funny because I was looking for a song and I got to the Out of Control album and I was telling him and I started going through the Out of Control album. I haven't listened to that album in 15 years, maybe, or something like that. And I forgot this was on there, right? I forgot that he did a version of that. And then I started, and then I, I, I got the Rascals version and the Pat Benatar yeah. version and everything, and uh, great songs. So I think that's going to lead to us next month. I'll announce it now. I think we're going to do Kiss cover songs, right? Yeah. We're going to do songs that Kiss covered uh, or solo albums, whatever, that were cover songs of other stuff. A cover it, of a cover. A cover of a cover. <laughs> yeah. Turtle song. Yeah. No, it was the uh, the rascals, the rascals, rascals the, the young rascals. It was, um, and uh, I like Peter's version better than Pat Benatar. To I tell you the too. truth, I think it's great. It's really good. All right, speaking of Peter, this has nothing to do with Peter. Well, actually, no. He he played drums on the original <laughs> version of this, so I guess it kind of does. Hold on, I think I'm a little out of tune. Uh oh, we can't have that in the kiss room. Hold on, it's that Tunang song. It goes like this and like that. And like that. Ready? Going black? Yeah. Two, three, four.
Everybody just stop. All right. So, and that was you. You were one of the ones that requested I that. Did. That was from Chris Ann. Yes. I thought Thank you. I thought you were gonna play some cowbell on that one. No, there's no room for cowbell. No, there's no room for cowbell and going blind. Hmm. There's no fever going on. No. All right. All right. Uh, oh, we gotta tune down, right? Hmm. Drop D. Oh yeah, you gotta drop D for this one. Check it out. Are you Kiss player fanatics? What 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 album are we dropping down for? What do you think? Hmm? <laughs> what do you think it is? They all know. Huh? They all know. Yeah. So uh, Kenny, uh, that's uh, Edmondson, requested um, you know uh, something from Bruce Kulick's album, but and the song's good. I forget what what it was, but um, we definitely need Steve Forrest here for that one. Oh, yeah. So I'm like. Why don't we do uh, the only song that Bruce sang on yes. his, his career? <laughs> mm. And ironically, is on the vault with Gene singing the demo version, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I was I was looking at, like everything we did, and I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Christine sixteen uh -huh. was on the vault with, yeah. with the Van Halen brothers. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the other thing? Going blind. Uh, yeah, going blind and. You know, by myself, Peter's doing this. Uh, the, he was at the Munster uh, convention or whatever. Oh yeah. And then uh, Kulik Brothers. Yeah. So they're on the uh, on the vault. And, yeah. Uh, doing the uh, yeah. cruise. So. It all intertwines. Everything's in the news that we're doing. Yeah. Right <laughs> on. In the Kiss news. There you go. Right. Got no heart and got no home. Ready? Inside of me There's a place that it's not plain to see Where I belong No one else can be I'm searching for myself again Here I'm all alone And when I close my eyes No one else can see Can't you see, I don't belong, let me be, everything I dreamed of being is me, and I got no stuff to lean on, got both my feet on the ground, 
So I got no heart, I got no home, I got no somewhere I belong. I don't worry, everything's just fine. I walk alone, can't you see? I don't belong, let me be everything I dreamed of being. Is me. I don't belong, can't you see? I don't belong, let me be. Everything I dreamed of being is me And I got myself to lean on Got both my feet on the ground So I got no heart, I got no home, I got no somewhere I belong. I don't worry, everything's just. I walk alone, can't you see? I don't belong, let me be. Everything I dream of being is Tune back up. All right. Now, Chris has brought the cowbells just for nothing to lose. Nothing to lose? Right? I thought ladies' room. Oh. You can do that too. Have Adam. Which one do you want to do? It's up to you. Oh, I thought yeah, you were can. playing them. Come on. Well, there's, uh -huh. enough, there's enough for everyone. You know what I, you know what I play free on the sound? We need more cowbell. I got a fever, baby. I got a fever. And the only prescription is a little pink cowbell. You need a drumstick. We don't have any drumsticks. We miss Steve Forrest. Where you at, Steve? We miss you, bro. Um, you gonna sing it? No. No. Ladies' <laughs> uh, room. I think I got the words. Hold on a second here. Uh, all right. Here we go. Who said that? Steve Dvorsky said, don't let me sing. He did? Yeah, that's shit. Steve Dvorsky, get him here to sing. Huh? Let's He's hear you. He doesn't have his own show. Is that what it is? Oh. <laughs> oh, no, she that's didn't. Words. Oh, no, she didn't. All right. All right. 
Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to meet you, Steve Javorski, in the ladies' room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every time it's the same What follows me is my faith You know what I need to play the game You say you like to dance Well, I think I'll take the chance And no, baby, maybe it's time for romance You're such a jewel in the rough You want to show me your stuff Whatever that means For <laughs> my money You can't be too soon There you go <laughs> Meet Bitcher in the ladies room Meet Bitcher in the ladies room For my money You can't be too soon It's there you like to play well oh it's too late for you to get away and you gotta believe me when i say you're such a jewel in the rough you want to show me your stuff come on baby for my money you can't be too soon yeah got a fever I'll meet, meet you in the ladies' room I'll meet, meet you in the ladies' room Well, my money, you can't be too soon You can't be too soon You're such a jewel in the rough you wanna show me your stuff? Come on, baby. For my money, you can't be too soon. <laughs> Big picture with the kiss room. Big picture with the kiss room. Matt Porter in the blackest crew. Big picture with the kiss room. Big picture with the kiss room. Podcast crew, yeah. Woo! <laughs> 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 baby, cowbell, b -b 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 baby. The poor Mentos. <laughs> oh yeah, they were using Mentos as cowbell sticks. That was awesome. I hope somebody got that on video. All right, thank you, Kiss Room World. Thank you very much. We are the Kiss Room House Band. Hey, this is Eric Singer, live from the NAMM 2018, and you're listening to The Kiss Room.
And we're back in the Kiss Room on Marco Radio, where music reminds me. Now, look at that. Kiss Room House Band. we got to give yourself a round of applause. Right? Oh, stop. Oh, stop. Oh, stop shut it. up. You love it. Turn oh, on the night. That was an amazing version of Turn on the Night. But think about this. Frank Galante did it. Peter Chris version of By Myself. A lot of you got to be a real fan to know that song, because that's off Peter's solo album. The fact that you pulled that out, that sounded fantastic. And you know what? I think Peter ought to get himself down here, and he should do that song with you guys. Wouldn't that be amazing? So, Peter, Chris, if you're listening, I know you're listening. Mm -hmm. You could come down here. We'll come to your house. I'll bring a recorder. We could do that. It would be phenomenal. Have Gigi give me a call. And you know what? Have I walk alone? I think Bruce has done it once or twice. Kiss never did it, and you guys just pulled that out. Where's there another tris, Kiss tribute bang and a nail it like that? That's the thing. If you're listening to the Kiss Room, you probably know the obscure stuff. So we can do it, and people hopefully people won't be like, "What is that?" You know? Yeah. We're like, There's oh, definitely people yeah. that are probably like, "What is that?" That yeah, but by then myself, go out especially. And look for that song. Now, yeah. So. You know what? Look, everybody, go search for that uh, Peter Chris solo album. Get by myself. That was fantastic. So the. Uh, so really, that was Kiss Room House Band again. Oh, stop. All right, go ahead. All right. Now, and as you mentioned, you already got some ideas for next month's set. Yeah. Now, of course, next month is April 13th. It is also Friday the 13th. Uh, so it's, you know, it's going to be spring. There'll be none of this snow on the ground. It's Friday the 13th. Wow. We'll definitely, you know, have more fun times here in the Kiss Room. It'll be fantastic. Your birthday is when? The fourth, okay. So we got to do something for your birthday too. So obviously, now look tonight. If you're up in the Amityville area, which I guess you're headed back up there. No, I'm not. Um, no, you're not. Okay. The, uh, I'm heading 20 minutes away to the house. <laughs> Billy Davis, of course, was on the Kiss Room last month talking about their event that's happening tonight, which is the Kiss Fan Celebration of the Daisy. You know, when Kiss is one of Kiss's earliest shows, that's happening tonight. If you go to, uh, it's called Carney's Irish Pub, 136 Broadway, Amityville, New. York, not far from the horror house. The, right. uh, so really what you want to do is if you want to go to that, like I said, you heard Billy talk about it. You heard him talking on Podcast Rock City, too, my other favorite KISS podcast, Podcast Rock City. Of course, Podcast, Ken's listening. We're talking to all that, so that's happening tonight. Tomorrow night, obviously, we talked to Anthony DeLucia. Thanks for calling in. Uh, we had the best time talking to him to start off the show. And here's the thing, what I want to talk about. Obviously, April 13th, we got um, the next KISS room. Then we got May 11th, and anybody that follows the Kiss Room, May 11th is our Kiss Room in May, mm -hmm. which, of course, the date is so important because that was the day Kiss was supposed to play here at Monaco. So we got to think of something big. we got a couple months to think about that. Also, in the meantime, mark on your calendar, Saturday, April 14th, will be the Monaco Radio Alumni Broadcast. We're broadcasting live from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., wow, a different nice. show every hour. It's something you know really fun. If you listen to the Kiss Room and you know how to tune into Monaco Radio, and obviously you do because you listen to Monaco Radio or Music and Minds Meet, you're going to want to tune in for that. It's going to be great fun. You know, we're having so much fun. The Indianapolis Kiss Expo, I'll tell you, that's going to be off the charts. If I was rich, I would be going to that because that's the, the set list, the guest list keeps growing and it's already incredible. But with that in mind, and we probably have about a good, you know, 20 minutes or so left here. The one thing, like, obviously there's so much going on between vault appearances and, you know, the different ace sightings and this and that. And Peter did that horror convention. Everybody was posting their cool pictures with Peter. But the thing that everybody was talking about, and what I kind of why I got this great room full of people is Kiss posting up. You know, everybody's seen it where it says that they have registered the words "the end of the road." Mm. And you know, look, here we are in 2018. We've just had an hour and a half or plus of the greatest fun in the Kiss room, all inspired by Kiss. We're all Kiss fans. 
And they're saying it could be the end of the road. Now, we've got a song for you. So now we've come to the end of the road. <laughs> so who wants to weigh in? Let's. Do we want to go right around? What do you think? Pull, Chris Ann, pull that microphone close to you. Give us some words of wisdom. What do you think? I know it'll be like a... It'll be tragic in a way, but hopefully that'll pave the way for more people to go, well, that's all right. And maybe we can put something together like that. There'll never be a show like the Kiss Show ever again. But it, 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 all good things come to an end. That's true. You know, we it's thought that 20 say. years ago when they talked about the farewell tree. <laughs> it's like, what was that? Like 2001 yeah, but you know, or something? Still alive. <laughs> I think that's probably that's the hardest part to accept, really, is... They are all older, mm-hmm. and we are all older. You know, and we were even joking about that early, you know, like when you're saying about staying out all night, and right. you think to yourself, yeah, 9 o'clock is late. 10 o'clock is late. We're going out, you know, and you used to think, you know, you used to rock and roll all night. Now it's rock and roll all night and part of every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And now it's, and I think I'm going blind. I need my eyes checked. Yeah. I think it was bifocal more relevant as time goes on, yes. But Matt, remember when we went to Lancaster show to see Gene? He's 68 years old. He says, I'm not going to be doing this at 70. So that's going to be thing the is, end of it. I don't know. He really I think, said that? Well, he said he that, but you know what? See, here's the thing. This is what makes me think. End of the road, I think what they're referring to is definitely the end of the road for Kiss. Mm. Like going out as Kiss in the makeup, doing a big show and the bombs and, oh, people, we're having such a great thing. You're not as loud as the last night. But that's going to all go away because you can't be like, I think that's what their thought is. You can't be 70 and running around in platform boots. But I don't know. I think there's like this Gene Simmons band. He seems to be having a great time. I th- yeah. I could see him keep doing those. And I'll tell you, I think those are the most fun things that I've seen oh, in a long time. Really? That was the most fun show. Like because Didn't you up for like fifty people to come up during rock and roll all night. It was more like hundred and fifty. Hashtag goal, life were. goal for me. That was phenomenal. <laughs> it was just like you know. I mean, and when you think about that, and even it kind of relates to like when we were talking to Big John earlier. You've been a, like you've known of this guy for forty years from photos, and you go, and it was geeky kind of for me to be able to talk to him on the phone, and you go, that's part of history, and I get my own little history connection, you know, for you know a half hour here on the Kiss Room, and that's the thing. I mean, all the most fun stuff that we've done with Kiss, I just like uh, I think you know Ace will still go out and play shows. He still go out, you know, he's still out there playing some shows. Peter Chris can go out there and sing by myself with you guys. That'd be great. Why not? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the end. He said he's retired from playing, but if he wants to come down here, it'd be great. We'll Anytime. Play, yeah. We'll do it right here in the studio. You got this band. You know, you had that great band from Australia backed him up in New York. You guys could do it, and he Absolutely. should do it. So, Peter, give us a call. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> Gigi, give us a call. What do you think, Steve? End of the road. What do you? What does that look like? Well, to you? it looks to me like I mean, obviously something is going on with all of the Ace appearances with Gene, and now Vinny's going to be doing the Atlanta. Uh, was it Nashville? And Gene's going to be there, so Gene and Vinny will be together for that. So, oh, hello. yeah. So there's there's. It seems to be like a test. Every everything seems to be like a test of what can happen and what could be, and I mean it's it's obviously coming. All of a sudden, Pete's out. To, Peter, Chris is out doing stuff again. Um, you know, it's, uh, Paul and Eric are out doing Soul Station, uh, Soul Station, right? Soul Station shows, and um, you know, the the first uh, vault was uh, Bruce and Ace and Gene, and they're all up buddy buddies playing guitar and singing. So, I mean, everything is obviously a, te- a test to, to test the waters. Who can do what? 
what can make it for a final show, whether it's a final tour or a final show. I don't know if they could do a final tour. I don't know if they could handle each other for a final tour. But some kind of final, bombastic, crazy show, maybe at MetLife Stadium or something, or, uh, you know, where they're from up by New York, and, and just, you know... Start off with the, the. I don't think you can do versions of the band because if you start off with the first version of the band, everybody's going to scream for <laughs> when they go off the stage. So I think you have to build it up to that, just kind of like the Unplugged show. Well, you can right? do what Rush did. They worked from the present backwards. Backwards. Wow. There you go. Ah, the end of the road. Backwards. <laughs> well, it's it's got to end with rock and roll night. I mean, that seems to me that has to be the last big song, you know. And and I would get every guitar player gets a solo, and they yeah. go back and forth. And I would say, I would say, rock and roll all night be the last song, right? I mean, and I don't know if Peter's even able to play. You know what I'm saying? Rock and roll all night is it, right? And you don't see Peter for the whole show, and then all of a sudden. The lights go off, the lights come on in the stadium, and everybody's like, boo, and they're booing, and all of a sudden the lights go back off, and you hear the beginning of Beth, and here comes Peter out one last time singing Beth, right? <laughs> you know what? It's the one well, last time thing. Right? It's always what gets you. you know? like, yeah. like, I'm almost getting kind of teary-eyed thinking, yeah. like, I remember when on the farewell tour, thinking, man, this really would be it. And <laughs> then you kind of laugh, yeah. thinking now, well, we've had a lot of this has been it since, uh, you know, since even the farewell tour, but... I think that's it has the potential for like that kind of moment, yeah. the picture that you just painted. But I think to me, I want them singing together through the whole show. Because yeah. that's the magic even of Kiss is those early albums, all the voices mixed together when they used to all sing on the songs. I want nothing to lose with everybody singing. I want those early songs and everybody doing the vocal. You know, it's like really... Uh, mm. It's got to be some kind of mix. And like you said, I mean, you know, to try and do it in any kind of sequential order, I think it would be tough. I think they got to figure out a way, like if they start out with the original four, but then right away, okay, here's Bruce Kulick and let's do, you know, Crazy Nights. And, mm-hmm. and you just mix it up like that um, so that people just switch in and out on songs. Boom, 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 boom. Mm. It would be sad without Eric Carr and uh, Mark St. John. I mean, obviously at some point, like, you know, the hologram shows like like when they had prince at the super bowl via yeah. the big uh, the pr- huge prince curtain yeah S- something like that he something was, for he eric was better than justin timberlake that stole the show what do you think right <laughs> it stole the show i, I think to me like that's as you're watching that that you know pops up and you're yeah maybe it's because we're all old i don't really i don't look at justin timberlake <laughs> with old. well you know what, but see i don't look at justin timberlake i don't have any connection to justin timberlake yeah, mm. but prince you go man that's like what 1980 but, yeah, but the like, thing is like the, 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 like the right. song justin timberlake decided to do we know that song but all the kids have no idea yeah, what song that, that was mom dad exactly purple rain yeah, no, he didn't do purple rain he did uh i will die for you yeah. right yeah, those kids were Which like, is oh, it's such a great song. album. There's the new Justin Timberlake song called I Will Die For You. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. You're, you're, I like that idea, though, Fran, about backwards going backwards mm-hmm. from. Uh, yeah. Cause, and, then, and then maybe the last song is the three of them in the loft, like Peter, Gene, and Paul in the loft with the, the pictures with the. Just the white face and the sailor suit, and you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> see, that's you know. Now, that's what I've always pictured is the I want the uh, the big Vegas show where it starts off with a small set that looks like the loft, right? And you yeah. get a Kiss tribute band to be dressed in that period, 
And then the stage starts to build. So now it goes it like like the set pieces come in, and now it looks like a bigger show. And you have these multiple tribute bands that kind of switch in and out to recreate. Like now they're in the different costumes. Like we talked to Anthony earlier, they made the uh, switch from the alive suits to the like more destroyer Destroy rock and roll over area. Yeah. And you would do that and have get like three or four bands that were more like a stage show, and they would switch in and out, and like and little by little, and imagine as a fan. All of a sudden, those light-up steps from a live two gatefold come yeah. up from under the stage, and they start doing like Detroit Rock City or something. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be the greatest? I want to see wow. that. I hope Gene Simmons is home right now, going. If he down. wants help <laughs> coming up with this idea, but like that's, I think that's where it should keep going. Like that's what I I see it as like a Broadway experience. Not with them. I mean, I don't even like the whole Kiss 2.0. The idea of continuing the band, calling it Kiss, writing new music, and. It, Nah, yeah. nah. It's I don't want that. I mean, yeah, I love what I Classic agree. 78's doing, like that kind of where they're writing in the theme of it. Right. But it's clearly, they're not trying to pass themselves off as Kiss 2.0 or mm-hmm. New Kiss. Like anybody wants a new Coke, ask them how well that went. Yeah, but the, right. uh, you know, like I would rather something like Classic 78, which yeah. I think is fantastic, but it's more fans doing it. If it was like the authorized version of Kiss, no. Yeah, and hasn't hasn't Tommy and Eric already came out and said, or at least Eric said that if Gene and Paul are gone, I'm gone, right? I think so, they've got to be tired of putting the makeup on by now. It's a yeah, pain. So, <laughs> it's yeah. itchy, probably. You know, wow. it's like, the thing like you know, we'll pay twenty bucks to see a live seventy-five, but we're not going to pay a hundred bucks to right. see a band like a live seventy-five that's just authorized. Exactly. Right. And with that in mind, everybody should go down to the live seventy-five show tomorrow night at the World Cafe. It's going to be a blast. Um, so, what Mark do you think, Judy? Tonight. End of the road for Kiss. What do you think? tired of playing out and they don't want to do it that's fine i'm sure they have enough money right but if they like look to it's do never it, enough money hey well, i think old really makes any difference i think all the older bands that are now coming back out and like they've been touring or whatever i think it's because they know our crowd will come and pay money to go see those groups that we love but like the younger crowds will not go out and pay money to see the bands they like supposedly You'll pay to see a dj up there Right, that's weird. That's ridiculous. It's so strange to me. Yeah, like, hey, we're at this. We were at this club for my birthday years ago, and we got in early. And they're like, hey, it's uh, five bucks to stay. I'm like, well, who's playing? They're like, we have a DJ. I'm like, you're not paying five bucks for a DJ, (laughs) right? Nah. Like, I'll pay five, five or ten, or fifteen or twenty, or whatever, to see a live band on my birthday. Sure, but you know, like twenty of us walked out, went to another bar. We're like, (laughs) well, the funniest is where you see them standing by their laptop, acting like they're really doing something. They're hitting play. What do you yeah. think, Jim? Come up from behind the, the base. Jim Zagel. Your lovely wife Thank shared the much. link and she added a bunch of people into the group, too. So thanks, Diana. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm thinking about the end of the road. I, it, right. They're old. They're tired. I mean, is it going to end? Who knows? I don't buy it. Uh, you know, not until somebody drops, you know, drops that on stage. But, you know, it may be the end of the road. But uh, right after, there'll be a new beginning. But I, I really, what I would like to see, and not in... I believe that the last show should definitely be Madison Square Garden, Peter Chris singing Beth, like you said, and Rock and Roll Night and the show. That's right. Right, and that's where they should end it. Probably as like a series of like four or five shows at Madison Square Garden, and that's it. 
Go back to the roots. See, that's, I like the idea of MetLife and the idea. I think it would be cool if it was something for everybody to go to. Like, mm-hmm. I, To me, the, the cruise excludes a certain amount of people because I don't have that kind of cash. Mm-hmm. You know, I want it to be something that, in a way, you'd like to think they could do it almost affordable, which I don't I mean. Yeah. If you did it in a stadium, now Metallica, the crappy seats are $200, yeah. right? But if you could get a $35 seat, and even if you're way at the top, I just want to be there. If this is going to yeah. be officially the last thing, I have to be there. Right. Like, you know, and so if it's like, you know, $1,000 for the nosebleeds, but like get as many people in the door as you can. The whole KISS army needs to be there. You know, it doesn't need to be on the cruise where you got to have, you know, $10,000 right. or whatever it is and get seasick and it's over Halloween. I'm not leaving on Halloween, but you know, hey, <laughs> what do you think, Eric? Uh, I'm thinking I, I, I kind of can see into the future a little bit and I believe they're going to do a uh, big acoustic with all members. Kind of like they did for their comeback through MTV. Right. You're going to see that again. Something like that. I think they could probably manage that better. You know, it's easier to manage. If they need tips on the acoustic versions, they can call the Kiss Room House Band. Absolutely. <laughs> you, there. you can hire me to, uh, like Tommy Thayer taught Ace and Peter's parts. I'll the, hire us and we'll go teach them. <laughs> we're, we're, we've been trying to do that, too. Get Jerry Watkins in here. Yeah. And be Bobby Dreyer play, too. Yeah, right. We've been trying to do our that, too. Our own version of MTV Unplugged. Yeah, our own version, okay. yeah. Working on it. Well, you know what? We're going to wrap it up because there's a show coming in at five called Hip Hop History. And oh, I want to thank everybody for being here. Go. So we're going to go right around. Chris Ann, any last words? Pull the mic around. Yeah, just uh, want to thank my office manager for letting me out half day. Thanks, Sue. And I got to say hi to my brother from another mother, Bob Bentley, the dragon, and uh, Tony Fusco from Chalice, all the guys from Chalice, from Van Halen Nation. You guys rock. Keep on going. Love you. And Bye. brother from another mother, Martin DiNamaso, really liked your shout-out to him last month. He seems to be doing a lot better, yes, too, so yes. we're happy about that. Marty, we hope you're good. We love good. you, Marty. Marty, we love you, bro. Let it be high school, Mount Laurel, New Jersey, buddy. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Let it be high school. I'm glad everybody's doing better. McKen's doing good. Everybody's doing really good. Glad to hear it. But um, I would like to give a shout-out to... Uh, my Kiss Room house band buddies in here, and thank you guys for another month of, uh, you know, doing uh, what we all love to do. And Steve Forrest is, is missing today. He had a play to do, I think, with his uh, playing for a play for his kids, his daughters today. So I uh, hope cool. to see you back here next month, and you know we can have our own reunion. Jerry Lee Watkins, Bobby Dreyer. <laughs> right, right. I was hoping to have Guitar Mageddon here last month, and it yeah. didn't happen. So maybe that's our May 11th. Yeah, May 11th could be Guitar Mageddon. We'll see. Guitar, the uh, Kiss Room House Band Arm Guitar Mageddon Show. Right, that'll work. Also, if you want to uh, tonight, I don't know what you're doing here around uh, Monaco Radio area. I'll be at the Eddington House in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Nice. With the Naturals starting at 9 o'clock. So uh, come on out and party, and we might even do a Kiss song or two. You never <laughs> nice. Know. And we'll yeah. watch you on Facebook live. You can watch me on Facebook live. It's hard to go live there on Facebook, but you know what? I will go live on Facebook tonight. I'll figure out a way to do it. So nice. It's always fun to do. Nice. And, uh, of course, my beautiful wife, Angela. Um, who's home making eggplant? Love you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Speaking of that, I like the Mr. Potato Head eggplant. That oh, was yeah, very she cool. made a Mr. Potato Head out of eggplant. Did you see that? No? That's no. awesome. Yeah. She was really bored, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get to talk about the End of the Road. Uh, I think that's the one band that has to do it right because bands like The Who, they're down to two members. The Stones, they keep going. I, I mean, I, I don't even know how old they are now. Oh, 70 but plus. A thousand. 
But, you know, with Kiss, it's such a great show, and then the costumes and everything. Like I said, you, you, you can only do that for so long. So, But I'm sure even after that, they'll all be doing their own... I mean, I think Gene's having a ball doing the solo stuff, so... Seems to be. Yeah. And they just added his band is going to play at the Expo. It said the, the Gene Simmons band without Gene, LOL. Yeah. But you never know. <laughs> yeah. Weird. The Gene Simmons band without Gene. Odd. And, of course, uh, I want to say hi to my beautiful wife, Marcy. Yeah. And, uh, what is she making? My beautiful but painting in, in the... You know what, kids? <laughs> Gianna and Mia. <laughs> Which, you know what? It was funny. Candy posted a picture and said, what was your favorite Kiss Room moment? And a bunch of people mentioned when your daughter sang Crazy Nights in Ooh, Detroit Rock cool. City when all the daughters were here. That was fun. Uh, yeah. Madison Porter sang with us New York group. It was great fun. Yeah. We should do that again this summer. She always asked yeah, me. Definitely. Alyssa always asked me, when can I come back on yeah. and sing again? Yeah. Anytime. Yeah, this summer, definitely. This yeah. summer, this summer definitely. definitely. She knows what she yeah. wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. You going to cool. come yeah, You're hiding away in the corner, Jim. Yeah, well, yeah. I've got my fancy chair over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to say a happy birthday to my number one fan, um, my mom. Uh, oh, hey, oh, that's awesome. Hey, mom. Yeah, birthday, mom. Yeah, she's dead. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Actually, my number one fan, my wife uh, Diane. I love you. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, in memory yeah. of your mom. It's, it's my mom's birthday today. So, happy well, happy birthday! May eleventh yeah. is my father's birthday, and he's dead too. Oh, come on, Jim! We'll dedicate stuff to him. Oh my goodness! Uh, these are crazy, crazy, crazy nights. Crazy nights. <laughs> nice. yeah. yeah. What do you think, Judy? What do I think? So, what do I want to say? Well, I'd like, actually, I'd like to give a shout out. First of all, for all you guys having us here, so this has really been great. We've had a really, really good time. And then I need to give some major props to Eric, who does a lot of work for our show. And seriously, I'm the talent. I just show up. Uh, no, really. All I need is like, your voice on there. <laughs> and my, and my awesome. pretty face. It's easy to put together a set list. It's yeah, harder he to does, talk to the audience. Yeah, he does. He does a he works does a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't know about. So. He deserves some shout-outs. Absolutely. I didn't want you to think I didn't appreciate you, even though I yelled at you on the way up here. <laughs> see, I think you do the harder job, which is so the majority right of the talking. Yeah, that's not hard for me. <laughs> oh, wow. That's easy. So, and of course, everybody can listen every Tuesday. Yep. 7, 7 to 9. WMCK.FM, The Electric Crush. And, you know, our uh, that's our favorite show. Our second favorite show is The Kiss Room, so... Oh, awesome! Stop. <laughs> oh, stop. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we you need a live band on our show. You guys want to like defect? Yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping them. <laughs> so, so now look with that in mind. Obviously, we're back again April 13th. We're gonna all be down tomorrow night. If you're listening, we're gonna go, all go down to uh, World Cafe live and see a live 75. It's gonna be fantastic. So keep all that in mind. I think we're going to wrap things up. I'm gonna fade out all these mics. I'm gonna wish my wife a bir- happy birthday, which is next week. And uh, you're in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Anthony DeLucia for calling in. Thanks to Big John Hart for calling in. That was fantastic. Thanks to all of you for being here. I do appreciate it. We're going to give the last word, as we always do, to Mr. Ken Mills here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. Check out these ads from the following shows. We are proud to call them the friends of the Podkiss Network. We are one. We're a scene, man. That's right, Kiss Army. We're having a rock and roll party, and you are invited. Tune into the Strange Ways Kiss Podcast and hang out with your Kiss Army brothers, Jody Habnock, Clinton Harris, and D-Rock. Join us where we celebrate and discuss the gods of thunder. 
That's Strange Ways Kiss Podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Podomatic.com. We'll see you there. Podcast Rock City. What's up, everybody? This is Joe from Podcast Rock City, where every week me and my crew will bring you the Kiss News of the Week. Look at us as kind of a Kiss version of Meet the Press, your source for Kiss News every week. We're on iTunes, Podomatic, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, Kiss Army. Since 2007, you've been getting Podkissed, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your Podkissed. Every month, the Podkissed crew, along with the Kiss Room, brings you Kiss Talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great Kiss fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Podkissed. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Podkiss. The Podkiss, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. History Science Theater, the most civilized. Yeah. Oh, f- <laughs> oh, f- <laughs> come on. Respectful. Just imagine Gene with like, like a with like a washtub bass. Boom, 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 boom. And serious. No wait. Excuse me, Bob. You're gonna come over and do my album. <laughs> Kiss podcast on the web. History Science Theater. We bust balls because we can. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron and I'm Chris and we're from the Decibel Geek podcast. And if you love this. <laughs> You'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll, and it's always free. Hey, I'm Dr. F***. And I'm the Ayatollah of Alcohola. And we are from the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. If you want to check out some crazy, uncensored, unbiased, totally nuts reviews of classic hard rock and heavy metal albums, Check us out. You can get us on Podbean and iTunes. New episodes every Sunday. How do I get a backstage pass? Yeah, you're listening to Harold. Grab your hairspray and your sister's makeup and try to fit in those spandex again. Join me, Bobby Dreyer, along with Matt Porter, every second Friday of each month from 1 to 3, right before the Kiss Room, on Marco Radio, where music and minds meet. <laughs> One hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? i tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio. (laughs) 
Any last minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations? No, but I will say something to anybody out there that's, you know, the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for. Don't think it's so weird. Maybe someday somebody will let you, give you the chance to make a living out of it. You just stick to it. You'll be weird. It's all about kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying.